This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Good morning. <laughs> Yo, it's, um, it's always a privilege to be able to bring the word and it's never to be taken for granted. I'm always fascinated by the concept of one person speaking and I don't know how many people are here, 100, I don't know how many people um, voluntarily listening <laughs> and only God can do that in your free time. <laughs> it can only be because, because God is bringing us together. So um, thank you so much for the privilege. This is a women's preaching day. Izal is on the other side at the Afrikaans um, celebration. So, um, yeah, it's good for us to, to be able to, to share with you. Um, I do not have COVID. I've got hay fever. That's why I might be, <laughs> I have a runny nose. Don't fear. I, I, I tick that box. Hopefully never to tick it again. So <laughs> just bear with me. I've got a little bit of a thing going on here with my nose and my throat. Um, I think most people here also have hay fever, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's what the Western Cape is all about in October, especially it's hay fever. So, um, yeah, let's just, let's just pray before we start. God, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's always good to, to come together and to, to, to share with each other how we live for you and with you and in you and you in us. And um, God, our prayer is that the next 40 minutes will... Um, will be a, a time set apart, Father, to, to hear your word and to understand it, God, and to, to be able to apply it in our lives in a way, God, that will bring glory to you, God, and in a way that, that will bring life to us. And we ask that you will bless this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'd like to start with a very well-known scripture. I'm sure most of us here will know it. I'm, not, I'm only going to read the one scripture. Um, I'm sure you know the context here. But Jesus was, um, you know, he, he was healing somebody and the Pharisees came again and then the Pharisees opposed him again and pretending to be, we know the Pharisees and we shouldn't judge them so harshly because many times we are like them. <laughs> I've learned that I'm often a Pharisee, so I'm, I'm not so judgmental of them anymore. But, um, but then Jesus comes and he speaks about the fact that he's the good shepherd, that the sheep hear his voice, that he's the door. Um, but then Jesus says this, and this is what I want to speak about um, in John 10 verse 10. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So Jesus says, he came to give us an abundant life. And um, I know that, as I said, we all know the scripture. And, um, you know, we all, we all have, have our ideas. And, and we, so we sort of just brush over it because we know it. And yes, God wants to give us an abundant life. And, and, and that's such a blessing. 
But the question this morning is, uh, do you have an abundant life? Are you living an abundant life? And um, if you say yes, then what would you describe as the abundance? And if you say no, then what would you describe as the lack of abundance? And what does Jesus mean when he says that he wants to give us an abundant life? And... Um, Maybe before COVID, you experienced uh, an abundance that you no longer experience, so your life is not as abundant as it used to be, uh, or maybe not. Um, but you know, I'm interested this morning in, in really <laughs> trying to figure out what an abundant life really is. So the first question that comes to mind is, uh, is it about money? <laughs> money is not a not a, a topic that, uh, that the preachers like to preach about because it brings all kinds of emotions and resistance and, 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 and. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to do it briefly. I hope there will come a time when we do it thoroughly. Um, but let's be honest with ourselves and let's, let's, you know, we say, yes, abundant life, spiritual blessings, but let's be honest and real this morning and say, okay, but money... Is, uh, uh, money plays a big role <laughs> in our idea of abundance. I mean, the more money you have, the more abundant you have of many things, and, and, and uh, not just um, material things, but also opportunities and options. So, you know, and then there's a lot of, yeah, let me not get ahead of, 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 of myself, um, I, had a, I had a good laugh the other day because we have, uh, we have some friends, Anton and I, that, that are, they are a pastor couple and they've got some children, not here in Stellenbosch. And, um, you know, they've been, they've been dealing with a lot of things in their church and just, just in their personal lives. And they had a, had a, uh, a couple in their church, a, a, a couple that is really um, a support in the church and, and quite involved. And that the couple made an appointment with them. And the couple said to them, um, we just want to share something with you. So they made this appointment with them, and they said to them that, um, you know, you seem tired to us. You seem weary, and, 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 and we were praying for you. Now, this couple, I, I, I'm not saying the most important thing. This couple is, is, is wealthy. You know, they, they have an abundance of money. <laughs> So this couple said to them, we were praying for you, and, and we really feel that you should go away for a weekend. You need to rest. And, and we just feel that God wanted us to come and visit you and pray for you for strength and to tell you that this is what you need to do. And then, then they left. And this couple were just laughing and laughing because they don't have money <laughs> to go away for a weekend. And this couple who came to see them goes away every weekend because they can afford it. But in their frame of reference, how can their pastor and, 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 and his wife and their children, how can they not afford to go away for a weekend? How hard can it be to afford a weekend away? But the reality is that missionaries and, and most people who work in the, in the um, most people who are what we would call in full-time ministry, unless you have inherited a lot of money or unless you have a really big, what shall we call it, donor, I think sponsor might be the wrong word, you know, you can't just go away for a weekend, that is not a problem, that is, that is what we who are in the ministry chose, but that is, um, that's the reality, 
So the question is, is there, if, and, and, and that goes for any, any of us who cannot maybe do what everybody, what many others can do, is there, is there then a lack of abundance? <laughs> and did God not promise us abundance? And, and, and uh, you know, in the same way that um, I have no reference for being really hungry. I've been hungry in my life. Uh, especially after a fast, then all of us who have fasted will know, then, then we are hungry. But most of us who are sitting here, maybe not all of us, but most of us, when we do a fast, then we can actually plan what we are going to eat after the fast, and we fantasize about that often. <laughs> and, then we, and, 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 and then we know that we can eat again. We have no frame of reference for the kind of hunger that kills you, which is apparently one of the worst ways to die. And we have no frame of reference for the fact that maybe a hungry person can get food, but they don't know when or if they will get food again. No, no, no and, and we, we, we just have no frame of reference for that. So we, we, don't even, we don't even begin to realize what it is like. The next question is, is, the, is, is it talking about uh, health? Now, health is, a, is, a <laughs> is a, something that we can talk about a lot these days for obvious reasons. Um, but I suppose that some of you who are sitting here uh, are not healthy. And, and, and I suppose that some of us who are sitting here are in pain or in chronic pain. Um, and again, some of us have absolutely no reference for that. We have no idea what it is like to be in constant pain. I can just imagine that that must be dreadful. <laughs> and many of us who battle with health have come for prayer many times and we have not been healed. Let's just um, be honest with each other. And sometime, <clears throat> sometimes we get healed and when people pray for us and sometimes it's a journey and sometimes we don't. Now, is there a lack of abundance there? If God promised us abundance, then why do some of us uh, not have abundance of life in our health? Uh, and in the same way, we can say, um, you know, does it, uh, does it refer to, to relationships, friendships, family? You know, I, I, I so often hear the phrase, family is everything. Are you familiar with that? Family is everything. And I, I always have a bit of a... Uh, Family is extremely important, but there are people who do not have families. What should they do with that statement? Family is everything. <laughs> you know, some people do not have family, and God says uh, in his word, he puts the lonely in families. But um, I don't, n they don't experience abundance in, 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 in that regard. Um, and, and, and yes, they can be in church, and they can join the church family. But maybe they still have nowhere to go when it's Christmas. <laughs> and, and, and once again, some of us may have no, no frame of reference for that. You know, and I, um, I like to take the Word of God and understand it. <laughs> and, 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 and try, attempt to understand it. And half of it I do not understand. <laughs> I do not actually understand God. Um, but I've learned to, to, to experience him. And because of 
because of my experience with him, I can never, ever, ever turn my back on him. And because of my experience with him, I will always worship him. <laughs> and I will follow him wholeheartedly because I have also experienced not following him. And that did not work out for me so well. <laughs> and um, I really believe that, you know, even though there is a lot that we don't understand, that there is a lot that we can understand and that God wants us to grasp, to be able to live the life that he calls us to live. Um, and I, I, I want to say this, and again, I know that this is not many of our, many of us, for, for us, this is not the experience, but God did not call us to live an ordinary life. <laughs> and if our lives seem or feel ordinary, then we should, we should seek God <clears throat> and, 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 and we should approach Him constantly and relentlessly and ask Him to bring us to a place where we do not experience our lives as ordinary. Now, I'm not speaking about how other people see your life. That's not important at all. <laughs> what other people think is not, is not actually relevant. Uh, unless those people love you and they can speak into your life and they pray for you, it's not really relevant what other people think of your life. But if you... Um, if you, if, if, if you are really honest with yourself, do you experience your life as ordinary or do you experience extraordinary? You know, I just, I don't know how many of you, Tony, may I speak about you again? <laughs> I don't know how many of you know Tony. Um, Tony has cerebral palsy so that, and she's a good friend of mine. So the challenges that Tony faces is, is a bit next level from anything that most of us uh, can even begin to understand. Um, but I can tell you one thing about Tony. She does not have an ordinary life. <laughs> um, she has an extraordinary life. Uh, and that is just because she decided to go on God with this adventure that he has called her to, regardless of her disability. Now, most of us here are not even disabled. <laughs> And God is calling us to an extraordinary life. And when we speak about abundance of life, I just want to, ooh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have so much to say. And George keeps on. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm a bit distracted. I'm, I'm, I might go a little bit over the time. Um, when we just look at, 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 at just the word life, God says, I want to give you abundance of life. Life, uh, as we live it, or the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's all of it. And God is calling us to all of it. And, 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 and I, I'm one of the very few people, and don't get me wrong and don't be offended. I don't like COVID. I lost my dad to COVID. I stood next to his bed, and he was um, on a ventilator, and I, I lost him. Um, and I... I had to um, chase to the hospital twice <laughs> uh, with Anton, um, not thinking that he, he will come back home while I was myself very sick. So I, I don't underestimate COVID. But I, I still find that I'm one of the very few people who is a little bit excited <laughs> about what is going on in the world. Because I believe we have a wonderful opportunity to explore life in abundance now that we suffer.
I just see so much opportunity for us to grasp what God says when he says, I want to give you an abundant life. And, and, and I really want to say that we need to go to bed in the evening. You need to, you need to go to bed tired, uh, worn, worn out in a sense, and satisfied that you have poured yourself out for whatever God is calling you to do. That is how we should go to bed in the evening. And you should wake up slightly overwhelmed <laughs> with this thing that God gave you to do in your life and not able to do it without Him. So when, when, when we always say to each other, we've got this cliche that we say, God will never give you more than you can handle. It's not true. Okay, do you agree with me? That's, that's not true. <laughs> The Bible says he will not tempt us beyond our ability. That's something completely different. But God will, not, God will give us much more than we can handle. Anybody else? Or is it just me experiencing that? <laughs> he gives us much more that, than we are able to. That's why. Because he, he wants to give us an abundant life. <laughs> Abundance is more. More than it's, it's, and, and, and I want to just quickly look at that word, abundance, in that scripture. The definition, it's a Greek word, peripheresis or whatever. I didn't, I didn't study the pronunciation, didn't think it was very important. And the definition of abundance is almost too good to be true, if I may say it. Exceeding some number or measure or rank or need over and above more than is necessary exceeding abundantly, supremely, something further, more, much more than all, more plainly, superior, extraordinary, surpassing, uncommon, preeminent, superiority, advantage, more eminent, more remarkable, more excellent. <laughs> so I, I, think, I think the scripture refers to uh, life in heaven one day, most definitely. I also think it refers to life on earth. I think even if we may not ever experience it to this extent, God is calling us to experience over and above and beyond uncommon, extraordinary. But we need to choose it. <laughs> you know, and I, I once again, I, 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 sorry, Tony, but I just, I had this long conversation with Tony just before church started, so now she's all over in my head. <laughs> you know, Tony just told me she just came back from Tokyo from the Paralympics and um, recently, and, and she just told me everything that God is doing currently in her life, and, and, and she keeps on saying how, how, how good God is, and obviously it's all God, but what I wanted to tell her is, yes, but Tony, you chose to follow him. <laughs> And it was, it took an incredible amount of endurance to get where you are now. Was it easy? No. Challenge upon challenge upon challenge upon challenge. So I, went, I, 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 I found a wonderful piece of scripture um, that I want to read. It's just an amazing piece of scripture. And I think this speaks about abundant life. <laughs> um, 2 Corinthians 8, 
Now, brothers and sisters, we want to tell you about the grace of God, which has been evident in the churches of Macedonia, awakening in them a longing to contribute. For during an ordeal of severe distress, their abundant joy and their deep poverty together overflowed in the wealth of their lavish generosity. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave voluntarily, begging us the privilege of participating in the service for the support of the saints in Jerusalem. Not only did they give materially as we had hoped, but first they gave themselves to the Lord and to us, and giving as much as they possibly could. <laughs> How is that? for a challenging scripture. You know, I, I am looking forward to the time when we will have all things in common and share everything. <laughs> and when none, no, none of us will have any needs. I'm, I'm, I'm truly looking forward to that time. We live in a culture that is extremely self-sufficient, especially Stellenbosch. <laughs> You know, and, and, and when we, I just want to say, and, 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 and there really is a lot to say about money, which I am only learning now, actually at a late stage in my life. But I don't know if you are aware of this. I just quickly want to read you. Um, did you know that in the New Testament, there are 215 verses on faith, 218 verses on salvation, and 2,084 verses on money and finances. Did you know that? Did you know that of the 38 parables that Jesus taught, uh, 16 were on money and finances? So money and finances is a big deal for God, and he wants us to teach how to go about with it. And that's not what I'm preaching about this morning. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, when we speak about abundance, then, then, then there is some talk about money. And, and I truly believe that God wants all of us to have enough, but he also wants all of us to have a lot to give away because God is all about giving. And the question is, especially in Stellenbosch, how much is enough? <laughs> because God wants to bless us in order to Give it away. Good stewardship, not just giving some a net. Um, so this church in Macedonia, and we are going to take some principles from the scripture because it's powerful stuff. They were poor. <laughs> they were poor. Uh, they were in severe distress because of persecution. So we think over this hard, wait until persecution really comes, that's harder. <laughs> Um, and I believe that this church in Macedonia lived abundantly. I believe that they had abundance of life. And I really believe, and I'm, 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 I'm absolutely convinced of this, the more we ask God, the more we tell God, God, here I am, use me, use me up, gebruik my op, <laughs> pour me out, take everything, God, take everything, I want to give everything to you, and at the end of the day, let me be exhausted from being poured out unto you, that's a life of abundance, 
And that includes the suffering, that includes the battles. I think, I think you know, I love preaching to the students in the evenings. It's so much energy. But I, I, I actually prefer speaking to those who has lived a bit of life <laughs> and who, has, who have realized that life is generally uphill. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, it's, it's generally uphill. I tell my children life is generally uphill, and then I tell myself, don't do that. They're not there yet. They don't know this yet. Allow them just to absolutely enjoy the fact that they don't realize that yet. <laughs> but let's just look at this church. Um, and what can we learn from the abundant lives? Because they had an adventure, it was extremely adventurous, you know, just not knowing whether you're going to live, <laughs> giving everything that you have away and trusting God. So the first thing is, um, we read here, and this is the Amplified Bible, awakening in them, it says, uh, we want to tell you about the grace of God, the grace of God, which has been evident in the churches of Macedonia, awakening in them a longing to contribute. I think the first thing that we must do is we must ask God to awaken in us a longing. David says, as the deer pants for water, so my soul longs after thee. Sometimes it takes a bit of suffering to get to that point <laughs> where we are desperate for God. You know, I, I just want to share a little bit from my own life. We were in the... Um, you know, when we say in the ministry, we mean we worked for the church, but we are all in the ministry. <laughs> we are all called to a life completely given over to God. But we were, we were serving as pastors um, all, our, all our married lives and, and, and doing various things in, in various places. And, um, <clears throat> and then two years ago, um, I, I stopped everything because I had a lot that I had to figure out Lots of things happened, and I, I, um, I resigned as a, as a pastor um, about two and a half years ago, and, and I did some other things. And then as I healed and as I started seeking God again and as I, as I started having this longing, as I started approaching God again, I said, God, will you bring me back to that place where I long just to please you, where I, where I long for your purposes, where your purposes is my greatest desire and not anything else. And, 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 and you know, my heart specifically and my call is, is, is to the poor. And, 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 and I said, God, I, I'm, 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 I'm asking you just to restore in me that, that longing, that desperation for you because I lost it. I, I lost it, and I, I wanted it back. And, um, and you know, God, God started a work in my heart where I became increasingly hungry to fulfill the purposes of God. And my life, as I, as I knew it at that stage a couple of months ago, I could no longer be satisfied with it. And this is what I believe what God wants to do in us. He wants to bring us to a place, all of us, where we are no longer satisfied with how things are. And we desperately need for things to change to fulfill God's calling because it's not going to happen by itself. <laughs> it happens by asking and longing and knocking and uh, knocking on, 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 on the door. And, 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 and then it comes by wrestling with God. 
And I said, God, you need to please give me something, something that is bigger, something that is more, something that I can do. And, 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 and out of my, my, desperate need, my desperate longing just to do something that will, that will <laughs> just take us a little bit out of our, our comfort and our, our not, I'm, I'm not satisfied with the way that me and my family are living our lives. I just became so desperate. I picked up the phone and I started phoning every NGO in Stellenbosch that I know. And I said, is there anything that we can do for you over the school holidays? Anything, just say it, we will do it. We just, we need to take the first little small step towards <laughs> doing something that actually makes sense. So the first NGO that came back to me is a, an NGO in Kylemore. And they said, well, will you paint our jungle gyms? Yeah, we can paint. <laughs> I cannot really paint well, but Anton is quite good, and he has all the knowledge. So we went for three days, not nothing big. We just painted the jungle gyms and fixed a couple of things. Um, but then I said, God, this was just such a small thing, and, and there's so much more. You call us to, God, I don't want my children to sit on the couch on a screen such a waste of time. <laughs> I'm so desperate for us to get involved. And then, then out of the blue, Meriki, the founder of this NGO in, in, in Kalmur, Aitza, it's the name of the NGO, you might know it. Meriki phoned me and she said, you know, we need to have some coffee. We need to drink coffee together. And um, I met her for coffee. And, and, and on my way there, I just had the sense that God is doing something, God is doing something. And, um, you know, I've always had this desire to work in a community similar to Kyle Moore, and the door never really opened for me. And, um, and she said to me, will you come and will you mother 25 teenagers? <laughs> I have three teenagers, and, you know, 25, <laughs> that's a challenge. Um, and I... I, I realized that God is taking me, and I know it doesn't sound that great, I know it sounds small, but I know, <laughs> I know deep within that God is bringing me to a place where my life can take a different course in the community of Kylemore, together with my family, where we can all get involved to be able to answer this longing, this longing, this longing to bring hope where there is no hope, <laughs> to bring food where there is no food, to bring love where there is a lack, to bring God's healing. And we see this church in, um, in Macedonia. Um, they had this longing. And, and, and what I want to encourage you today is just, just when, you, when, when you trust God for that longing, just take the first small step towards that thing. You know, we need, and, and, and I know we have jobs, and I know we have responsibilities. God is bigger than that. God can use us wherever we are. We don't have to be anywhere else. The brokenness is all over. <laughs> the need is all over. It is where we work. It is where we live. It is where we move. It is in our own families. And God wants us every single day to be poured out to the people, to give ourselves 
when we give ourselves to God, we give ourselves to people, to those who are in desperate need. And, and that is the great adventure, to be poured out, to be offended, <laughs> to be healed again from the offense, to be hurt and to be healed again from the hurt, to, be, to, to, to give us authority in the lives of people. So that is what we need to do. We need to ask God to give us a longing to make us desperate. To do the small things that we can do. We see hungry people every day. You know, I had a lady knocking on my door the other day and I invited her in. She sells these African arts and crafts. She's from Zimbabwe. And... Um, I said to her, can I make you a sandwich? It was shocking to see how hungry she was when she ate the sandwich. And then after she ate half of it, she put the other half in her bag for her children. She was so hungry. So obviously I sent her away with a big bag of food because we have abundance. And um, I just said, God, how many opportunities how many opportunities do I, do I just uh, ignore every day that you bring to me <laughs> to be able to pour myself out, to be able to give more, to be able to live an extraordinary life where other people are blessed, where other people are healed, where other people are being ministered to, where my whole life is about other people. <laughs> You know, we think I need this and I need that and I need this and I need that. We don't need anything. We have God. But there are people who need Him and we can bring that to them. The second thing is, from the Scripture, operate beyond your ability. Live in the domain of grace. It says here, um, During an ordeal of severe distress, the abundant joy of their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their lavish generosity. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability. You know, we think, we think that we know where our ability starts and where it ends, and we don't. <laughs> because God gives us ability. And God gives us ability far and beyond, as we said here, abundance, over, exceedingly. God, we have much more ability than we realize. And God says, just give it to me and I will multiply your ability. I will multiply your time. I will multiply everything that you give. Just give it. Give it to me. And, you know, the gifts that we have, the things that our strengths, those things, it's, it's, a, it's a gift that God gave to us, but it comes to an end. <laughs> it... it, 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 it it cannot be eternal fruit until God comes. And he, he, when God comes alongside, or rather when we go alongside God, we can truly do the impossible. <laughs> you can, the ability is much more than we realize. But to be able to understand and realize and walk in divine ability, we need to choose to do so. We need to choose 
to say, God, I cannot do this any longer. I don't know how, but you can, and I want to, if you enable me. God gives supernatural ability. And then the third thing, allow severe distress and deep poverty. Allow, so, we, we are on a journey with God, and on this journey, there will be severe distress. And if it is not poverty of food or money, then often there are poverty of other kinds of things in our lives, in our relationships, um, in our workplace, wherever it may be, we may experience lack. So what do we do? We need to allow it and we need to thank God for it because that is the very thing that strips us <laughs> from our own self-love. That is the very thing that teaches us, without God, I cannot do anything. <laughs> it usually comes by really suffering quite a bit to understand that for God to use me, I must just accept the fact that I am nothing without him. And when we allow it, then we understand the privilege. And this is what we see from this church in Macedonia. They are poor. They have lack. They are in severe distress. But they are together. <laughs> They have unity in their severe distress. And for them, the greatest joy and the greatest privilege is to say, how can we give beyond our ability? In other words, we will give what we have. And then to give even more, we will trust God. We will ask God. And God will help us. And God will show us. And God will use us. And once again... You know, we, we need to wake up in the morning and we need to say, God, okay, an extraordinary life. What is it going to be today? <laughs> How can I choose it? How can I walk? I'm almost finished. I see the kids are here. And then the last thing, give ourselves to God. <laughs> we need to give ourselves to God. We should not give our money. We should not... Uh, just give our time or give our abilities. We should give ourselves. <laughs> There's a big difference. You know, it's easy to give something here and something there. It is a completely different thing to say, God, I give myself whatever you ask of me, whatever you need me to do, wherever you need me to go. God, I will do it and I will spend time with you in order to know what it is that you are asking of me, and it will, it, it will be stressful sometimes, it will be hard, <laughs> but God, I'm going, I'm going to trust you with it, because I trust you, God. You know, when the angel said to Mary, everything that is going to happen to her, an extraordinary life, <laughs> An extraordinary difficult life Mary had, an extraordinarily uh, unusual life. Uh, she says, "Let it be unto me according to your word." Paul says, "For me to live is 
is, is, is Christ and to die is gain. That is a completely different thing from giving a little bit of our money or a little bit of our time or a little bit of our abilities. <laughs> it is a completely different thing. And God, I, let me read you this last scripture from Isaiah 58 verse 11. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your soul in scorched and dry places. And give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. You will be like a watered garden. Just look at the scripture again. You will be like a watered garden in a dry and scorched place. And I'm ending with this. So what I'm saying is... <laughs> If you experience scorched, if you experience dry, if you experience lack, if you experience what you do not, what does not feel like abundance, then God says, this is the place. This is perfect. This is perfect for me to give you an abundant life, a life that is poured out. A life where you can wake up in the morning feeling completely overwhelmed with what God is calling you to do <laughs> and go to bed at night feeling completely exhausted because you have been poured out and you are empty. But tomorrow morning when I wake up again, I say, God, fill me again for this day. You know, and I, I know what it looks like for me. I have an idea what it looks like for my family. I do not know what it looks like for you and your family. But my challenge this morning is, do not live an ordinary life. Find hungry people. Find people that are cold. Find people that are broken. <laughs> find people. Find them. Maybe they are in your own family. And pour yourself out. And God will fill you again. We don't need anything. We have God and He is enough. Can we stand? Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.